Hi, and welcome to WOW Talk. My name is Donna Capacity. And my name is Dr. Darlene Gustin, naturopathic doctor. And today we are going to talk about how to have a healthy quarantine. Absolutely. So, so a lot of us are being told to quarantine when we come home or when we go over there. And I... Wherever there is. Yeah. <laughs> over there is. And that's going to be me shortly. So let's talk about it. So I'm all ready. Definitely. To have a great quarantine. Absolutely. <laughs> it's my, my patients mention quarantining. And one thing that they're not asking me that I think I'm going to reach out and say, well, what are you doing with that time? Because everybody seems to have a negative... Um, vibe when they refer to quarantine oh i have to quarantine and i'm thinking wait a sec that's like a luxury i would love nothing more than to just sit there for two weeks and do nothing but i'm sure it gets boring yeah and i'm sure you wouldn't just do nothing no not I'm me sure would, not me no. but yeah. but i i think there that it should be time well spent and not just lying on your bed and you're staring at the ceiling and feeling like you're being punished. I think it should actually be time spent um, increasing your health and saying there's there's a medical reason for this decision to quarantine travelers. And I think the travelers should do their part and use that time to really assess and increase their health in the way that they should for them. So, for instance, think about where have you been? Who have you been exposed to? What's happening in the location you're leaving and the location you're entering? So, so the biggest reason for the quarantine is because of that period of time where you may have been exposed and would probably develop symptoms within that two-week period. So we'd know, ah, you caught the virus. And, and the whole point is that the presence of the virus in the body could be 100% invisible. Okay, yeah. And you don't know. So you could be infecting other people. If you're not quarantining. Correct. Okay. So I would just suggest, assume that you've been exposed to the virus and spend those two weeks doing all the usual things, like getting your sleep instead of watching movies till two in the morning being hydrated if you have access to your usual supplements that you know are well chosen for you as immune boosting things eating well eating immune boosting foods your bone broth your garlic on your salad your mushrooms and how about blueberries i hear so much about blueberries these days uh, are those good? They're antioxidants, right? I guess that should be a whole other thing, right? Sure. I'm drawing a blank. What do you want the blueberries to do? I don't know. I just hear that they're so great. They like, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's they're... one of those things. I don't know. I think I was. I heard or saw something on Dr. Oz oh, where they yes. said, you know, have those every day as antioxidants. Is that right? Is that what that is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. To prevent cancer. So I'm thinking, oh, are yeah. they helpful too? Diabetes, okay. yeah. eye, vision, for sure. They're, they're not usually on the quarantine. They're not on my no. top 50. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, thinking... that's good for me to know. What about zinc? I know that. Oh, that's okay. of course. Yeah, okay. yeah. But but yeah, no. Blueberries in general are a superfood, full of antioxidants, amazing for our blood vessels, our vision, general free radical correcting behavior. But I was thinking more about the deeper immune supportive things, and the um, 
you know, vitamin C foods, oranges, lemon juice, mushrooms, bone broth, um, Brazil nuts, nuts of any kind, vitamin D, fish, okay? So, so those are more the classic top 10, what would I eat in quarantine? Okay. <laughs> but sure, add some blueberries. <laughs> yeah. And, and things that are in season now, right? Oh, so, always, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, so just the usual things. Most of us know most of the list, but sometimes I just have to remind people or write it down and, and tell them. And that's what you should be. Do Be proactive. And, and there are people who have a virus, had the virus, are immune to the virus, and didn't feel any part of it. But obviously, certainly, if during the time of quarantine you're developing symptoms, then you update your response to that accordingly yes right yeah yeah and one herb that is very famous for immune boosting is echinacea oh, and yes. and the way i describe that particular herb is that that's something that cranks up your immune system and once a virus is in your body it multiplies very quickly so it could go from five to five million in an hour and you might not feel it until it's 500 billion viruses, okay. right? Huh. So if the virus is there and you don't know, but you're wondering, and you take an immune stimulant such as echinacea, it's like increasing your army when there's only a few invaders in the body. And the longer you wait, the bigger the number of virus volume is. Yes. And it's going to take a much bigger effort. So in, in my career, the way I've recommended echinacea is you take, take a dose or two if you think you've been exposed or at the early exposure or early onset of symptoms. And then I usually recommend that it's taken very frequently for just a few days to really rev, rev, rev the immune system um, and to hopefully have your immune system bigger, faster, more numerous, more powerful than how fast the virus is multiplying. So so this is all coming from knowledge. Everything I'm saying, you wouldn't be able to test that hourly on yourself that day. But if you're nervous because you think you were exposed, act right away. And, and when I'm talking to my patients, I say, what have you got in the house? Just intervene early with whatever you've got. And even if it's not a supplement, do you have chicken soup? Do you have a lemon, right? Yes. <laughs> Do you have broccoli? I know oh, broccoli's broccoli. A good one. Yeah, just intervene yeah. early and be, be a little more proactive. Now, how about if you feel that you haven't been exposed, but you want to be sure? Not, well, sure, maybe that's not the right, right word, but you want to prevent anything so do the same should we do the same things i guess that's what i'm saying no. is it okay to take echinacea if you don't think you've had the virus no so overuse of echinacea it's an immune stimulant okay so you can't feel if your immune system's tired you can't feel if your immune system is autoimmune attacking something by yourself in fact those people should not take echinacea at all oh my gosh so right. that's me right who has vitiligo right B12, and I've had thyroid issues too with the Graves disease. Holy. Exactly. So, so echinacea oh. stimulates the immune system. So the whole immune system will go into overdrive, including where those errors have been made to have an autoimmune choice by your immune system. 
So echinacea can aggravate people with autoimmune disease. Wow, that is really important to know. Really important. Yeah. So, so your immune system could be in overdrive. It could be weakened. You could have fewer white blood cells. In the microscopy, we can observe sluggish, slow, lazy white blood cells, whether the number of them is sufficient or not. And you can't feel any of this. So having the microscope helps us give more feedback to patients. What is my immune system doing? What do I need? But back to your question of what can I do? So well, it's now, a, it's two, now, now it's two levels. What can I do if I think I haven't been exposed but I want to prevent? And what can I personally do and all those other listeners out there who do have autoimmune disorders? Right. So for people who are not candidates for stimulating their immune system because they have autoimmune disease or because it's wise not to blindly overstimulate your immune system for long periods of time, you go to a different class of products which are supportive, immune support to the immune system. So support means put back what's missing. Do you have sufficient vitamin D, vitamin C, protein in your diet, hydration, sleep, deep sleep, enough sleep, hygiene. So, so support is different from stimulant. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Great guidelines. Definitely. There. So those are more generic. Those are yes. things that you could do for a month, for a winter, for the duration of a pandemic, supportive things. And you don't need to do all of them. You can rotate, you can choose seasonally. So if you're a golfer and you're Canadian and you've come out of the cave and you're out (laughs) of the igloo (laughs) and on the golf course, then uh, maybe you don't need vitamin D for a while. And another popular one that a lot of patients are choosing to take when we have this conversation of immune support, is probiotics. Yes, yeah. I take those. Right. So so probiotics are, they are 80% of your immune system. That is your army. Okay, could you please explain what they are, how we get them, the different forms they come in? So they are microorganisms, primarily bacteria, that are beneficial to our health, and they... Mostly when we use the word pro, probiotics means bugs that are good for you. But realistically, the word is used to refer to the ones that live in your gut. Okay. But, but they also live on our skin. And there are recent concerns about overuse of... The hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. right? And there was concern before, years ago, about that. That's why I think Bath & Body Works changed a lot of their formulas to not be... What is it called? Antibacterial. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So now we're all yeah. going overboard on it, of yeah. course. And, and on this note, let me make a really big point. When a surgeon is prepping for surgery, he's not using alcohol. He's scrubbing down with soap and water. That's a really good point. Very interesting. Isn't that huge? Yes. So I personally, in my clinic or in my home, I have the sink and I'm using the sink and the soap and the water. Yes. But in my vehicle and in my purse is the alcohol. Yes. Okay. 
So um, anyway, so, so back to the uh, so probiotics. Yeah. So so mostly they're bacteria. They come from fermented foods. We yogurt, are, right? You can get it from yogurt, yogurt sauerkraut, exactly. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And we are our first exposure to probiotics is when we were born. We got them from the birthing process and the breast milk. So that's how we start. Hopefully, we started off on the wrong foot. But probiotic status can fluctuate. So if you have a round of antibiotics or chemotherapy or food poisoning and aggressive bowel movement can significantly strip the probiotics and you would need to replace them. And there are various probiotics that we need. They also vary from person to person. So we have like a fingerprint profile of which probiotics make up my body are a little different from yours. And it's only in the last year that a stool test has become available in Canada that can take a stool test and give you a very thorough rundown of who's living in there. Okay. <laughs> so bad guys and good guys. So, so it's a little bit expensive, but there is a way to test. But realistically, most of the time, uh, it's not something that I'm testing and I rotate. So some products you can get that have the classic bacteria in them. Their names are Lactobacillus acidophilus, Lactobacillus bifidus. Why do you say that so well? What's the third one? Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, rhamnosis. I could go on forever. Okay. So so different ones, but those are those are the ones that all humans need in bigger numbers. So most of the products on the market will include those guys. But sometimes I will give a product that's very different that would be 11 varieties. And I, I go from big numbers to less numbers, but more variety, depending on what's going on with the person. Bigger numbers, bigger numbers for issues, symptoms of large intestine or mental health. But probiotics is a whole different I know, podcast. I'm thinking we need to go on to a love whole that other topic. Yeah. Sorry. But, but, but <laughs> look, back to it though, you can buy it in pill form. You would keep it in the fridge, correct? But not all have to be in the fridge. I think we talked about this before. Correct. Now it's coming back to me. Correct. But it is something, that, and is it mostly pill form that you would take it? Sometimes they come in powders, they okay. also come in suppositories for female health. And um, But most of the time they're in a capsule. Some companies have made them in a way that it's not required to be refrigerated. Yes. Many companies, they do refrigerate them, and that's to preserve how many of them are alive by the time you get to the last pill. Yes. What matters more is once you buy them and you crack the seal, use them up as soon as you can. Yes. Because they just die off. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that, that would be one thing we could do. Um, anything else for those of us who have autoimmune uh, issues um, to have a healthy quarantine? For sure. The other thing is clean eating. So, so okay. for anybody, but especially people with autoimmune conditions, that's uh, autoimmunity is aggravated by infections and allergens okay. and echinacea. <laughs> so anything that gives your immune system an excuse to fight something. Is, is what you want to limit. So you, so if you know that a few years ago you had a test and you really shouldn't be eating gluten, but it's been sneaking in lately, 
then eat clean and, and just health up during your quarantine. So, so just sit there, you're lying there, not talking to anybody anyway. So you might as well say, hey, you know what, this, this two weeks, it's a gift for me to do self-care, especially around my immunity. And immunity is affected by your adrenal glands, your stress level, your probiotic status, your hydration. It's the body is a whole. The immune yes. system does not function well without considering the other body parts. Okay. Oh, wow. There are so many spin-off topics from this whole thing because with the hydration, of course, you're referring to water and I believe water-based foods as well. Of course. So your celeries, your fresh vegetables, and back to water. Yeah. It's always great. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, exercise and getting a bit of fresh air. Because we're quarantining, doesn't mean you cannot walk into your backyard or out onto your balcony or just open a window and uh, and get some fresh air because perhaps someone is in an area in an apartment that doesn't have a balcony and they're not able to leave for two weeks so you want to try to keep fresh air circulating would be my guess absolutely lifestyle medicine but we're missing two pieces okay tell me Body, mind, and spirit. So yes. if you're quarantining, maybe this is the time you write your poems, you you paint something, you work on your scrapbook, you read yes. your favorite book. So, so self-care of every version, not just the physical body. Okay. Well, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to my quarantine Me now. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two weeks of saying, nope, sorry, can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I'm quarantining. So, I'm not cooking. I can't do the dishes. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Um, if anyone has any questions or comments, please send them our way. And uh, please uh, refer to Dr. Gustin for anything at all. Any questions you may have. She's always ready to answer them. Absolutely. And if you're quarantined and you want to chat with me, we can do that virtually. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much for listening and bye for now. Bye. Bye.